What's up, guys? We just wanted to say thank you to our sponsor for um, sponsoring our podcast, Shaping Up Nutrition. Thank you so much for, for doing what you guys are doing to the community and also taking care of us as our first uh, first sponsor, big sponsor. Um, without you guys, you know, we obviously couldn't get these awesome guests on our show and to talk as well and smoothly as we've been able to. But Shaping Up Nutrition, they're inspiring and impacting the community through nutrition and empowerment. Shaping Up Nutrition, healthy and delicious on the go. Jordan, I know you've been working with them for a long time. What do you think about them shakes, man? Yeah, I've been going there for seven or eight years just because, one, their shakes are delicious. Like, I love brownie batter, and it's like it's like almost like licking it out of the bowl. That's how good this shake is. And it's healthy. Like, what? I can't get any better than that. I usually go there probably after workouts. I used to go there almost every day, like, just because the atmosphere of that club is is amazing. The people behind the counter are just fun to deal with, fun to hang out with. We can talk about nutrition, sports, politics, anything and everything. They're just a couple of people that are so personable and so much fun to be around that it makes you want to keep going back again and again. And that's what we like to hear. We like to hear going back again and again. I know Shaping Up Nutrition loves you guys' business. City of Wichita, you guys have done them some good. Remember, check them out. Check out their shakes. Check out their teas. Check out their vitamins. Check out what they, they want to help you. They want to help you succeed and they want to help you with the healthy lifestyle guys go check them out if you haven't checked them out check them out now they're all over the wichita many different franchises different names but shaping up nutrition all compacted into one one great company great people they got great values and even better they got great nutritional values Okay, there we go. Yeah, there. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened, but you know, we're we're here. But no. hey, Alyssa, I'm Jordan. <laughs> hey, well, thank you for being on our show. I know it's a, I know it's. I think it's what like eight o'clock around your guys' time. Yeah, uh, just, yeah. yeah. I said I run on Mexican Standard Time, so I'm always a few minutes late <laughs> everywhere I go. <laughs> um. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So before we get started, so um. Just for our listeners, if you want to explain or introduce yourself a little about who you are, where you're from, and kind of how you got started in music. Yeah, sure. So, um, okay, so my name is Alyssa Baker, and I'm a singer-songwriter, and I live in Toronto in Canada. Uh, I grew up mostly in Vancouver, actually, and uh, that's kind of where I started out in music. I always wanted to sing. Like, as a kid, I just loved, like, forcing my parents to listen to me and putting on shows. So, uh, yeah, around, like, age, I think, five, I asked if I could start singing lessons. So I um, started singing around then. And then, uh, yeah, just, like, performing as much as I could because I just was that kid. Um, and then... Yeah, I, I did musical theater for a little while, uh, kind of tried out a few different things. And then around like 14, I started to really like focus on songwriting and playing around Vancouver at open mics. And uh, yeah, I did that for a few years. And then I was on a show, a uh, family channel show uh, around age like 17. And then I moved to Toronto and been mu- doing music here ever since then. Wow. So how'd you get, how'd you go from doing music at 14 to being on a TV show at 17. Um, yeah. So I always did acting kind of with like alongside music as well. Uh, I did commercials and stuff when I was like 
a kid, six, seven, did that for a little bit. Um, and then I sort of went like in the more musical theater route because I loved acting and singing. So it was like, I could do both. And I did that. And then at one of my shows, um, there was an agent in the audience and he was interested in working with me. And so uh, I had seen a few different agents um, around that time, but he was like, oh, I love that you do music and acting. We're gonna work with that a lot. So I thought that was really cool. So that's how I um, ended up getting back into the acting world. And then through that, uh, we just auditioned for a little bit. And then eventually the show came up that was uh, like very music driven about teens at a music program. So it kind of worked for me. And then, uh, yeah, that's how that happened. I just auditioned and next thing you know, I was uh, flying out to Toronto and filming a show. It was cool. Wow, that's, that's awesome. awesome. How's the uh, for the like the auditioning process? How was that? Was that like your since that, you said that was kind of like your first time kind of getting into that type of feel? So was that just like a crazy experience for you to feel like, wow, this is this like this is insane. I'm traveling. I'm doing this. Yeah, how was that? yeah. I mean, luckily, I had done acting like when I was younger and I had been with the agent for a little while before this came up. So in terms of like the auditioning process, that wasn't that wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had never been like that big before so that was a bit nerve-wracking for sure and um well the way that the show worked is they kind of build the characters around the cast that they chose so um a lot of it was like improv or they wanted us to just talk about ourselves so the first audition was a tape that I sent in and then within like a few days it was the callback and they're like oh we're gonna fly you to Toronto to do the callback so that was really crazy um I remember being really nervous for that Definitely, it was like a big singing thing and there was this big note in the song and I was like, don't mess it up. Um, <laughs> but it ended up going good. Um, yeah, so that was pretty wild. And then um, we shot for three months. So next thing you know, it's like, okay, you're moving to Toronto for three months. And it was actually my grade 12 years. So I was like, bye teachers, I'm leaving. Uh, I <laughs> graduate, um, which they did. And uh, yeah, that. so it was, it was definitely crazy because I hadn't, like flown anywhere for a show i had mostly just done commercials and stuff like that so that was the first time i'd experienced that but mm-hmm. it was very fun dang that's awesome i feel like that's like everyone's like high school like dream is to like take <laughs> off like by their junior senior year and be like peace out guys like <laughs> I, I made I it <laughs> yeah it was also luckily i had um actually been doing a lot of classes online so i'd finished most of my classes already i just had a few to wrap up but um yeah no it was pretty funny it was like april or something and it was only like a few months left and i just said okay i'm not i'm not coming back so you're like bye bye, <laughs> bye everyone <laughs> that's awesome what are the type of relationships you've built so far like from that like is there you know you, you say you buy to the high school friends you say bye to the i got this new thing happening i'm sure just jumping into something like that you know obviously at 18 17 18 years old things change we grow up a little faster mature a little yeah. faster what yeah. about some of those relationships you built with some of the you know some of your fellow fellow actors actresses singers songwriters things of that nature yeah um well i'm lucky that i had some really good friends in high school that i'm still close with so that was awesome because cool i still carry that with me but um mm-hmm. yeah coming out here i mean the cast of the show was really really close and actually uh particularly even now one of the cast members and i are like still best friends and uh yeah we see each other all the time so that's great um it's definitely a good spot though because at the time I didn't know I was gonna officially move to Toronto that happened kind of being on the show and being here um 
sort of led to that decision. And yeah. actually, because I was under 18, I had to have a, a parent or guardian with me at the time. So actually, my mom came out with me. So I was it was kind of nice because the transition wasn't so abrupt. She came out with me for three months and then I ended up actually getting into Ryerson at the time. So then I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go to university and I'm going to move here. So I went home. I went back to Vancouver for like, I swear, three weeks and then came right back and moved. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I had the relationships already established from the show once I moved. So that was quite nice um, and made it a little bit easier. But um, yeah, and then coming here also, I had kind of like, had a bit of an established network in Vancouver. So then coming to Toronto, it was totally brand new. Mm -hmm. So that was nice to know some people from the show, but even then just getting your footing in the music industry is a bit different than the acting side, even though there was a music component. Mm -hmm. So it, uh, yeah, it was definitely a bit of a journey to like really figure out where the music scene was, but I was lucky to have that network already. That's yeah, it's always good working. I saw you blowing up like on YouTube and. <laughs> oh yeah, thanks. That was crazy. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> so that's how I ended up. Like I, I think it's just the YouTube algorithms. Like I like this show called uh, "How Much Your Mother." It's from. I can't remember when the last episode I was. love how I met your mother. Okay. <laughs> I love I was, that gonna, I was gonna say something about you being a pop star from <laughs> Canada, like okay. Robin. Like Robin Sparkles. <laughs> But there's an episode in How Much a Mother where the the mom singing La Vie and Rose, and like yeah. I think I've listened to that song like 20, 40,000 yeah. times. And then I, and like YouTube popped up you as a recommendation one day, and I was like, dang, I really liked your rendition. And I think that's I end up like listening to more of your songs. And then I was like, that's awesome. What if she'll come on the show and talk with us? Oh, that's <laughs> that's so cool. You know that that cover was totally inspired by that scene from How I Met Your Mother. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it actually was, and it's funny that that was the connection there because. Um, yeah, somebody had actually requested, like, they're like, oh, do Livy and Rose. And I'm like, oh, how would I do that? And then I ended up rewatching How I Met Your Mother. And I've seen that show, like, through quite a few times because I, yeah. I love sitcoms. So mm-hmm. I was watching it through again, and I got to that scene, and I thought that was a really beautiful rendition. So that actually inspired that version. Yeah. So can you actually speak French, like, fluently, or did you just learn that for that song? Um, I actually did French immersion in high school, or actually all the way through elementary and high school. So I did 12 years of it. Oh, but, wow. I haven't spoken it in a very long time because after high school, uh, I was going to take some classes in university, but like I just never quite aligned with my schedule. So I haven't spoken it in a while, but um, I'm still, I would say I'm still fluent. I just, my grammar is kind of worse now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And maybe my pronunciation is also a little bit worse, but yeah. yeah. (laughs) Is that that something that's required then at that age then to, to learn or to have that 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 second language like that french in canada because i know canada's you know there's that that that, that. mandatory french in canada um i just took french immersion which is an option not everybody has to do that but um Mm -hmm. my parents like put me into french immersion right away from grade one so uh we did how how did it work we did like 100 percent french or for the first three years of school and then we oh, did wow. like, yeah it was crazy it was like everything was in French um we obviously spoke English in class but like math sciences everything was in French and then they introduced um like math and English in like grade three or something and then yeah. uh we something like that but yeah a lot of it was in French so actually probably when I was like 10 I was at my best French ever French, yeah. <laughs> that's way better than here in the United States like I think I took two years of Spanish in high school and <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, it's cool. But I mean, it is, it is like a mandatory thing here for certain years. But then I know at a certain point in high school, you can choose what language you want to do. So you don't yeah. do it all the time. But yeah. 
That's pretty cool. I, I think if they did something like that here in the United States, uh, have like an immersion of something like uh, of some yeah. sort. I mean, because I'm, I'm sure in Canada too, there's multiple, you know, multiple different ethnicities, multiple different languages that are spoken, yeah. just like here in the United States. That it's always it, it seems it seems like it's nothing but great education to be able to you know immerse yourself yeah. in something a little different. Oh, totally. I think that learning another language is really cool. And like, I think I saw the value of that a lot, you know, going to Quebec, obviously mm-hmm. that was really a good, I've been there a few times and practicing that. And then we also ended up going to France when I was young and my parents were totally relying on me to like do all the communication. So I was probably <laughs> 12 and I felt very, very important, but it was <laughs> cool to see that. It is, yeah. And it's a very multicultural country. So there's lots of languages here but learning something yeah it was it's cool yeah yeah we, we yeah, talk about like learning different things like learning language is always difficult than like musical instruments and like i, I read from your bio that you can play like three or four different instruments is that right yeah so mainly piano and guitar but um i took like a, a year or so of banjo so i still pick that up and play it sometimes i wouldn't say i'm like amazing at it but i i do enjoy playing it yeah what, i have a banjo what do you what do you recommend then for like because I, I know uh, there's a lot of people that try and learn you know learn different things learn instruments is a big one i think off of youtube yeah. People go on YouTube and they want to learn, oh, I want to play the piano or I want to play the guitar. How did you, what, what made you decide to, to dive into those different instruments? And what, what do you recommend as a good learning learning way to, to get those get that done? Um, okay, so I started instruments like pretty young or piano. Um, that's because I was doing like music and theater when I was little. And um, one of the people who played the piano for the musical that we're doing, he was mm-hmm. a piano teacher. So I ended up like at age maybe like seven or eight starting piano lessons. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's like one way of going about it, obviously. Um, A lot of people teach themselves. I just took lessons. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was interesting because we ended up doing the Royal Conservatory, so the classical piano. So I ended up getting a bit of that knowledge, which was cool, but that's not necessary to write songs. It's just something to know. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the coolest things that I think was, I took jazz piano for a little while, and that taught me a lot about a totally different aspect of the instrument. And so I think that influenced my writing a bit as well. But there's so many approaches. Like a lot of people are really really gifted. I would say like, I'm not the whole like by ear, learn it yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. I definitely like, you know, took the instruction and stuff, but I think if you're starting out, that's one way Like you can find a teacher, you can, and that's for structure. It's good because they'll give you songs, you play it for them. They give you homework, you practice. But I mean, if you can like find your own structure and you can go on YouTube or go online or whatever, and just make yourself learn songs you can totally mm-hmm. pick it up yeah. as well i was hoping i was hoping i was just going to be like musically gifted and just learn it in yeah. a week, and then it, it didn't happen so yeah <laughs> you know, honestly like i love playing instruments and stuff but it's not my number one strength like i you know i practiced a lot to like get better at it and um i think for guitar i played guitar for a long time and um i took lessons on and off but at this point now, it's I don't just like sit down and, you know, play guitar. I use it a lot just to help me write or to just 
for fun, but it's not like that whole structure do I have to get better thing at this point. Um, so I think there's so many different approaches to it. So if you love the instrument, then you're going to want to go and pick it up and practice and like learn songs yeah. and stuff. But I think everybody's a different approach, but I, you know, I'm not like the most amazing guitar or piano player, but um, <laughs> yeah, but you know, like that's cool. I guess. Yeah. You said something there that, that definitely, you know, it interests me. You said that, um, you know, obviously, if you're gonna if you're gonna want to play the instrument, you're gonna want to learn the instrument. You have to have a little bit of passion, a little bit of excitement to to pick it up and do it just on your own. Yeah. But you mentioned you, for you to write, you you have you play the guitar, and it kind of I'm assuming it, it inspires you to kind of hear a, a tune, hear some music. The writing piece has probably got to be one of the most difficult parts of yeah. music in general. I mean, you hear comedians who do, they, they write their stuff and then they obviously go out and they, 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 they practice it, they practice it and then they go out to an audience and they try and see how the audience takes to that mm -hmm. comedy. So as a writer for an, a musician, do you do the same? Is that the, the same type of feel? You, 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 you're, you're, you know, you're, you're playing a guitar, you start writing and then you're like, Hmm, this sounds good. Let's yeah. see what an audience, how someone can, can take yeah, to it. Totally. Um, I guess just, kind of with that with that question um mm -hmm. my writing process has like grown and evolved a lot since I started writing um yep. so I'm 23 now but I mean I started writing I would say I started writing songs like for real around age 12 it just took me till about 14 to actually be comfortable like playing them in front of people <laughs> um <laughs> you know it's kind of yep. Scary. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sure. Is that being intimidating? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, right. And I have to say, even it's probably good that I waited because even so, those first few songs were probably not that great. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you learn. Uh, I think I started. So, piano is definitely like my first instrument. And that's the one that I did lots of like the grades in the Royal Conservatory on. And I didn't get through all of them, but, you know, I, I did mm -hmm. that for a while. So, I think I started writing there because that was kind of where I felt most comfortable. And then, uh, you know, I started writing on the guitar as well. Uh, I think each instrument, I don't know if like, if I'm feeling a bit of writer's block on one, I can switch to the other and it just makes new mel melodies come into your head just cause they're stuff like that. And these days I kind of just, I actually, uh Oh, did we lose her? Oh, can you, you hear go. me? There you are, yeah. there we can hear you now. Okay, sorry about that. Um, okay, can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Okay, great. I guess I cut off. I'll just pick up, <laughs> pick up somewhere. Um, I was saying that you know, different instruments influence different type of writing or melodies or whatever. Mm -hmm. These days, I've been writing a lot on um, like software, so using like a MIDI keyboard into my computer and like playing with sounds on different um, software. But that's just kind of some context for writing. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like workshopping songs for sure like especially when I was first starting out I would you know write a song I'd play it for like, my mom or my parents get an opinion there and then if uh if it was if I was feeling good about it I'd go play it at an open mic and that's kind of the best place to start workshopping your stuff because it's kind of low stress lots of musicians there I mean I was nervous as like a little 14 year old girl you know I was going in and there's lots of people who've been there every week but mm -hmm. I found even at that time like people were so supportive and just really nice and uh, will give you good opinions and feedback and yep. usually those rooms are really really forgiving because everybody's testing stuff so that's pretty cool um <laughs> yeah right like it's just a really good 
community of musicians. Um, yep. So I did that for a long time in Vancouver. And then eventually you start uh, like getting your own shows. I played a lot of like restaurants and coffee shops and stuff in um, Vancouver. And then kind of grew from there to some bigger venues. But in terms of testing stuff out, you just want to test in those small rooms <laughs> and uh, yeah. see how things go. But now, I mean, as you grow, I think also your testing becomes a little bit different. Like you have a team. So then you run stuff past your team and then they give you feedback, you know? So mm-hmm. if you're working with managers or whoever you have um, on your side who knows about music, they'll give you that feedback as you uh, continue moving in your career. Yeah. Hey, so that's, that's all I just want to know, like where like the lyrics come from or like what kind of motivates you to write certain lyrics like especially like if you're writing it at 14 like what type of life is, what, yeah. what's been going on in your life that you're what songs are you writing about so like what what type of uh, like motivation or what kind of drives certain lyrics for you to like write certain songs or, or what kind of gets you the lyrics that you're looking for yeah I think I think okay so I've been writing for a while so at first it was maybe a little bit different but um now I think what inspires me to write and find lyrics is you just, I don't, you just, usually you get this initial idea. Like I'll start fiddling with music and I'll get an idea of a melody and maybe a couple words that I feel make sense with that melody. Mm-hmm. And usually that's coming from somewhere, but that's kind of just the like, Ooh, that just came out of me. Like, I don't really know. Let's figure out where I want to go with this. So that's one way of doing it. But sometimes it's also maybe you have a lyric in mind that you really want to use. So then you kind of build around that. Uh, but nowadays I feel like what really inspires and gives me the best songs is when I have a really specific moment or idea that I want to write off of. So it could be, you know, uh, maybe you're getting mixed messages from somebody and then you're like, okay, I'm going to write a song about this and I'm going to have very specific moments that I'm going to put that like relate to that. Mm -hmm. So instead of writing about having you know, bad luck and love, you're going to like narrow it down to something specific. Or if you, you love somebody, you can't just write about love. Cause like, sometimes that's just too broad, but you might write about <laughs> what it's like to live with them or like something specific. And lately, since I've been kind of narrowing that down, I find my songs are getting, you know, stronger and kind of just more poppy cause they're easier to digest for listeners. So that's kind of how I get my ideas for lyrics these days. But when I was 14, I was just like, angst and uh whatever because <laughs> <laughs> i was um like I, I like i was listening to some of your songs like last couple months just because i mean i liked your voice and liked oh, uh, listening to you play piano and like you had um can't help falling in love by elvis presley and i was like dang you're just hitting some of these notes i was like this is <laughs> like really powerful then i listened to uh the one that you just released like a month or so ago looking good yeah that, yeah. that had me missing that had me missing people that i haven't even met yet and i was like <laughs> <laughs> thank you I'm, I'm glad that you have listened and that you like that's really yeah. nice thank you is that the type of is that, is that your i mean for a singer that's your angle right you want to inspire you want to bring feelings you want to bring these people to you know like when they read a book they can almost imagine and feel like they're in the book oh, yeah is that is that, that that that's your goal for these songs that you want other people to to feel that emotion is that is that what you're shooting oh, yeah. for? totally i mean i just hope that like the lyrics and the feeling of a song can like kind of transport you to like the moment that I'm describing and whether that's exactly what I was thinking or something that you relate to, that's fine. But I hope that, you know, if it's relatable and that uh, it makes you think of something or gives you some kind of emotional reaction for sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But mostly I hope that like it just touches people or 
that they feel like, oh, they're understood in that or that they've been, oh, I've been there or I had a similar experience. <laughs> you know, because, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like, we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, that, that makes sense. I, and one of the other things that I, that I was even thinking about, because obviously you're going to have successes in your writing, you're going to, you're going to go test those out. So I kind of wanted to bring it to this, but you're going to have failures. You're going to have things that you test out and someone's like, Hey, that sounded really good. You know, like if your mom and dad say, Hey, that sounded really good. Cause sometimes yeah. mom and dad, everything sounds good to them because they're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, yeah. So then you go, you go past that, you go past your team and let's say you do, you do take it to like a, a mic test. What's some of those things yeah. that you realize that people are like, Oof, that's not, that's not as good as I thought it was. Ooh, how do you, how do you pick up on, on that feeling and, or how do you handle that? What, what have you yeah. done to handle something like that? I mean, in terms of writing, I think that like, you, okay, usually I get excited about ideas in the moment as I'm writing them. And then mm -hmm. you listen back and usually it can be like, okay, maybe that's not my best song uh, before you like take it too much further. But I mean, there are times when you, yeah, I've had writer, writer's block for like long times and then I'll, I'll write a song that's like, okay. And I'll be like, okay, maybe I want to test this out. And then you go to the show and you're like, okay, that didn't translate as well live, mm -hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean that the show was bad or that it was bad of you to try it out. Because mm -hmm. usually the crowd, if you're performing and they're enjoying it and they like your voice or whatever, or just to enjoy it in the moment, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter that the song wasn't like your best, you know? Um, yeah. And usually once you're at the place where you're performing a lot, most of your songs are going to be okay, you know? <laughs> like they're not, mm -hmm. maybe not all of them are going to be hits, but it's okay. And also the other thing is like, I've had so many like bad performances where I hit a bad note, like whatever. And <laughs> half the time, like nobody even cares. Actually, I was thinking about this recently. I had an audition once for a show. And I remember my voice cracked on this high note and I left and I was so upset. I was probably like 15. And I was like, Oh mom, I just want to leave. Like that didn't go well. And I ended up getting the shoot, like one of the slots. So it doesn't really like maybe, <laughs> To you, it didn't go well, but most people are probably enjoying it or, you know, even if they didn't love the song, it's just like, it's just one of the songs that you played. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like you're more critical with yourself than most people are of you outside. Yeah. Outside and you know what, even if people are critical, like you're going to hear no so many times in this industry or they're going to say yep. you're not ready or you're not good enough. And it's, that's just part of it. And like, as long as you have, as long as the people you're surrounding with, yourself with believe in you and you believe in yourself it's like nothing can really nothing should be able to stop you because you know the people who are closest to you and the people on your team know you're great and uh yep. maybe you just need a little more time and that's totally fine yeah so how was like like the situation going on worldwide like i'm not sure how bad it is in canada with like the whole COVID, <laughs> we're kind of getting slammed down here in kansas yeah. but like they're trying to connect with people and like work on music together like run past lyrics and you guys are having to be like isolated away from each other like how has that impacted like the whole process yeah it definitely has i mean it, there's a lot of cases in toronto too toronto is probably one of the worst places but i mean the cases are growing all over canada too i don't think it's quite the same level like as the us at the moment because it's just a little bit less but i mean it still is obviously changed our lives a lot up here as well um so yeah definitely feeling that in the industry so the live performance aspect is totally off right now so that definitely changes things in terms yeah. of connecting with people and uh also just getting out there and getting to test out material and 
all that stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's different. And in terms of the writing process, I mean, lately I've been writing a lot on my own just because that's just how it's been lately. But in terms of, but I don't know why <laughs> I'm like, it just has been like that. But in terms of co-writing, I mean, we're doing a lot of co-writing um, in isolation. So you're like sending stuff back and forth to people or, you know, doing it on zoom. And, uh, that's different for sure. Cause it's a, like, it's a lot different than being in the room with somebody yeah. and playing off of each other. And, uh, so that definitely changes things. But, um, in terms of working with my team and picking what songs we're going to put out and stuff, honestly, I, uh, have found things to be moving along pretty well during this time, just because people are able to focus on it because life isn't as busy. Um, so that's one, I guess, way of looking at it sort of positively, even though obviously (laughs) it's not really positive in any way, but, uh, we have been able to get out new songs and um, do things at a distance by, you know, sending people stuff and having them send it back to us and have everybody working on their own things in their own places. So that's been good, but uh, it does change, change oh, things sure. a lot. <laughs> yeah. You're not getting that live feeling, that live aspect, obviously of your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, you said the, the interaction between people is definitely di- different. You know, the, mm-hmm. everything on your mind is either you're going to have to wear a mask and I'm sure in your profession uh, wearing a mask while you sing is not exactly ideal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't done any like live. Uh, I mean, there is no live shows right now. So that's, yeah. and it, that's a huge part of the music industry and especially in terms of like revenue and stuff. So all of that stuff is totally totally on hold and who knows for how long so i think it is a bit of figuring out what the next thing is or people are doing shows like on online which is a cool uh thing that's going on but who knows how long that whole live performance thing will be off so yeah uh yeah just got to keep writing and putting out music and doing the youtube stuff and just trying to connect with people in other ways yeah. Well, I, one of the things I, I did want to come back to is, you know, you were talking about taking feedback. Sometimes it's negative, sometimes it's positive, you know, and when you do get something <laughs> negative, you're, you're able to kind of push through it because you know, the people who matter are, are there behind you no matter what. Yeah. And in today's society, today's world, and it's been like that for a few years now, obviously there's social media, you know, there's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of those things, Snapchat, tons, tons of things for you to be on YouTube, you know, how, how hard is it? You know, obviously with your following, you're in the, you know, 30,000 plus followers on Instagram. That can be, that can be kind of stressful too, having such a following, knowing that, you know, unfortunately people just aren't always the nicest and they want to, they want to critique you for whatever reason. And, you know, not be so nice, you know, how, how do you handle that piece? When you say the people who also are struggling with something like that, you know, having a following and their following is just so negative. Yeah. I think, that's definitely like a big issue with social media is that, you know, people are behind a screen, so they feel like they can say whatever they want. Um, I must say that like most of my following is very supportive and very nice. So like 99% of it is positive. And that's the side that I try to focus on because if you have a couple critics, they're going to be there. Most of the stuff I get isn't like super, super mean, which I've been lucky about. I mean, sometimes people are mean, but most people are just kind of critical. Um, I think the place I get the most is on YouTube just because that's where I have the biggest following Mm -hmm. and people in the comments, you know, that's just definitely a spot for negativity dislikes people just not thinking that, you know, I'm not that great or 
whatever. And some that used to get to me more, um, like back when I was, my channel was kind of first, like seeing its first lift. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely was getting negative stuff and I've taken, you know, I think even back when I was younger, I'd get like a bunch of dislikes and I'd like take a video down and um, it definitely gets to you. But now, honestly, I think most of the time if it's critical or it's like, often I just laugh it off at this point. A lot of them are kind of funny. I just like, yeah, maybe, I don't know when people think they're like experts in the field and they have, to, you know, like, and they're like, Oh, you're not that great or whatever. I'm like, okay. Sure. Or they try and coach you. They try and coach yeah. you from behind the scenes. You're like, I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know, it's fine. Um, yeah. But I think that it is a struggle for people though. And I, I, um, yeah, I want to say like, I feel for people who are having that kind of dynamic online and people aren't being nice to them. And like, that's just never good, but it's also again, like listening to your supporters and not your critics. Yeah. Obviously there's something like constructive criticism. And if people are putting that online, then I'll be like, Oh, maybe for my next video or my next post, I can take that into consideration. But when it's yep. just eight, you just got to, listen to the people who support you because most of the time it's going to be more supporters than haters. And so yeah. why would you get distracted with one person when there's like so many people who are sending love? Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I like the way, I, I like the way you said that, you know, there's always going to be, there's always going to be the negative. There's always going to be critical, you know, feedback and things of that nature. But what's good is when you hear some good feedback and you know, it's like, maybe, maybe it's something you didn't expect. Like they say, Hey, well, you know, you did this or this. And you're kind of like, Oh, I didn't think about it that way. Let me, let me step back a little bit. Like you have enough, it's almost yeah. like you have enough humility to be able to see, Oh, maybe this person's right. Let me step back a little yeah. bit and see if I change this or change this, how it sounds. So that's yeah. kind of cool that you're able to do that. Not most people like, like, you know, most people see negative feedback or even just see feedback in general, that's even positive feedback. And they get, a, they get kind of, you know, you know, uh, how would you say they get kind of prideful, they get kind of upset, but to have that ability to see that and to bring it back and maybe try that out, that that's pretty awesome. Not many people can do that. So that's awesome. Oh, thanks. That's nice. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you just, there's always like room for improvement and there's always ways to grow. And if people aren't relating to something, then that's always good to like, it's like, okay, next time I'll, I'll uh, try and make this work more. But if, mm -hmm. again, if it's just like being hateful or whatever, yeah. there's no time for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, what, what would you say to those who kind of let it bother them? Is there something, maybe some type of, um, how would you say, maybe, maybe there's something you do. Like you're like, okay, well, I have this many comments. Um, uh, you know what? I don't even want to read comments. You know, things like there's some people out here who have a lot of large following. Yeah. But they just they don't even bother with comments because they don't want to kind of feed that negativity in case there's some yeah. but like but it sounds like you do read the comments but so what yeah, is it not every comment i read um i mean i i there's a lot coming in on certain like videos on youtube that just it's like sometimes it's hard to keep up with what's coming in um yeah. but uh you know, and on Instagram, I don't get as many comments on Instagram as I do on YouTube. So it's just like different platforms, different, you know, you use them differently, I guess. But, yeah. uh, okay. So for people who are like getting negative comments, I yeah. think that, like I said, when I was younger, I think it affected me more. Um, it got to me, you know, in your teens and that's obviously like kind of a vulnerable time as well. So that, that factors in, but I think, I think it really is about remembering that there are way more supporters than people who don't like you. And I, I really think that that's like the thing that helps me is seeing like most of it is positive. So that's great. And, um, but I mean, there's also just, uh, 
I don't know, just knowing that the people who matter are also there to support you. So even if a lot of your feedback is negative, then you have your friends and your family who think you're great. And that's the most important thing, I think. (laughs) Um, So if you're upset about that, like people, you know, go to the people who love you. That's always going to make you feel better. Um, Yep. And then also just knowing that like it'll get better with time as well. Like maybe it feels bad now, but as this keeps growing, you're just going to experience more love and with more love comes more hate, but that's going to totally drown out the hate because you're going to like, I don't know. You're just always good. There's going to be more positive than negative. Yeah. I mean, speaking of like positive comments, I, one of the songs I listened to um, was Ocean Eyes with you and uh, Kira or I can. Yeah. Yeah. Kira. But then like the video immediately after it was Billie Eilish like listening to you guys sing that yeah. song and yeah she you guys positive feedback so what what did that feel like listening to her give you guys positive feedback on you guys audition awesome. honestly actually we didn't know that she was going to be like reacting to it so that was a complete surprise um i just thought that we were going to be talking to like <laughs> somebody about the cover um so yeah we were pretty surprised to see that um that felt really good i think that often it can be really hard to work on something and that you, if you don't feel like a lot of validation or whatever, not that that's exactly my experience, but it's always just nice to hear that you're like doing well. And from somebody who you respect, yep. even cooler. So um, <laughs> yeah, like from somebody you really look up to or that you want to be like, and obviously uh, Billie Eilish is super cool and doing really, really well and is an amazing singer and songwriter. So to um, yeah, get good feedback from her was really cool and uh, definitely a, definitely a cool moment and that'd be awesome yeah she was yeah it was really nice yeah that's pretty cool that's pretty cool yeah i I can't imagine if someone was you know like let's say i did i did something and my you know my hobbies all of a sudden i have a person who's in my hobby and they're you know the top of the notch and they get to critique me and they're like hey you're doing you're doing awesome that that has to be awesome yeah and i mean positive feedback is always great to hear and like i'm so happy when anybody takes the time to comment or like say something nice that's really appreciated Mm -hmm. uh but it it is cool to hear it from you know somebody who you really look up to or who's doing really really well in that field so that was very cool yeah is there anybody that you would if if given the chance if you had uh i'm I'm gonna assume maybe billy might be one of your answers but let's let's say given the chance if you had a collab with somebody the one one person you've always wanted to collab with and you really want to work with who would that be Ooh, that's a good one um it's hard to pick one because there's so many people that i really love but um i mean yeah i do i do really like billy eilish but i think one of my favorite uh singer songwriters is lord ah and she's around my age too so i've always really looked up to her because um yeah it's just she's like so great and my age so i'm like that's the bar you know um, yeah i really respect her and i think that you know she released her first album when she was so young and then she really established that sound and her writing is really great so mm-hmm. that's, that's awesome yeah yeah i would not have expected that answer she's uh-huh. I do like i do like a little bit of her music her music is pretty 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 nice to hear yeah yeah i've always really, it's cool it's moody yeah for sure yep. it's a little different i mean in like the pop realm I mean, honestly, like speaking of like top, top pop gals, like if Taylor Swift wanted to clap, like I'd be down. <laughs> like, I'm not going to say no to that. And, you know, you're gonna go, like, yeah, if you want to clap, but um, yeah, I respect all those people a lot. So that's awesome. That, that would be so much fun. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. That'd be, that'd be pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> it's not like you're not going to have the opportunity coming up soon. I feel like you're like, 
gaining ground. It's like for me, like I sound really good, like in the car when no one can hear me. And <laughs> for me and Justin Bieber, are never gonna collab unless it's like comedy. <laughs> On the radio, <laughs> yeah. um, singing along to the radio. That's a collab right there. <laughs> I only yeah. sing along to Disney. I don't songs, think you want to hear him sing. I don't think you want to hear him sing. I've heard him sing, and it's ca- kind of oh, scary. Well. I mean, Thanks. have you ever heard me sing Tangled? Like I sound great. Like makes you want to cry. That's awesome. Honestly, I I think that people should sing like even if it's not their number one talent like i think people want to sing and it's like natural for people so even if you're bad or like if you think you're bad maybe you're not like who knows but um yeah it's good just sing and if other people don't want to hear it just do it in private (laughs) it doesn't sound good it's like no problem i'll just sing in my room so here's a tough one so if you're like if you're in your car and you're going on a drive what's the first song you're gonna start to play oh snap oh man I'm feeling I'm gonna have to like pull up my Spotify or something. <laughs> um, that's a tough question, actually, but I think it switches a lot because people always ask, like, who's your favorite band or who's your, what's your favorite album or whatever. And I think I just like really get attached to different songs. Like, whatever's catchy to me is like what I get more um, interested in than just like, I mean, I love artists and like I get really um, into their catalogs, but I just love like hearing a really great song but okay let's see what i'm what am i listening to right now um let's see i don't know there's a who the heck would i put on okay well actually here here's one thing i love the red hot chili peppers and i always have so maybe for a car ride vibe maybe like little under the bridge or um that's a good like car song but Mm -hmm. recently i've been listening to um more like funky kind of music so uh that is always good too um what do you mean by funky do you mean like like uh uptown funk or you mean like funky music (laughs) or like kind of like a groovy uh like um still woozies i don't know if you know this band but um he's really great uh Actually, I think my favorite song of all time is by Still Woozy, and it's called Window. Um, okay. So random, and he released it recently, so I don't know if you're interested, but go check it out. It's a great song. Um, I'm going to have to now, yeah. Definitely well, my, it's like my current favorite song, you know, like right now. So um, <laughs> definitely in, in the all-time faves. Okay. Uh, so that's a great one. That's kind I've of never heard of Still Woozy. <laughs> yeah, you should check it out. It's like really cool, um, groovy, funky, kind of laid-back music. Yeah. My, like my Spotify, like I don't even have a playlist. I just have like songs, and I just put that on shuffle. Like, so I'll be in the gym, yeah, working out, and then like <laughs> I think it was like Monday, I was working out, and then Paper Hero came on, and I was like, it's not really a gym song, but like something about <laughs> songs that songs that get you in your feels, like make you like, go a little harder, because I'm like, yeah. I'm sad, but now I'm gonna get stronger. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That's funny. So you have so you have the car song, and what would be your main your so then is your main genre gonna be like 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 you mentioned like a groove type of feel like. Um, uh, What's your main genre that you? Yeah, I listen. I've been listening to that recently. I think it switches all the time. Like, yeah. it just depends on the season. Um, yeah, oh, that's true. I, <laughs> yeah, or just what's coming up. I think pop is kind of like I really love really good pop. Like, there's nothing like that. Like, there's nothing that makes me happier. Like, if I'm cleaning and I put some pop on in my earphones, I'll be like, actually, okay, to be like cleaning the whole house. <laughs> happy. So I do. I do love like really smart, really well written pop songs. There's nothing like that. Um, but I mean, I, I really love like 
alternative funky groovy songs as well anything kind of vibey laid back chill that really mm-hmm. um i really like that um and sometimes uh i'll go through phases of throwbacks uh 70s songs stuff like that uh, that's yep. always youtube but uh, nothing like pop <laughs> <laughs> go back to like early 2000s pop too like that stuff is great so <laughs> i love that and there's like, yeah. gonna be times where i'm like i'll be cleaning like uh but the last two weeks, I got I was stuck in quarantine, so I couldn't go anywhere. So I was just cleaning everything because I couldn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. So I was putting on like uh, Aretha Franklin just because like uh, something about her yeah. voice just gets you like pumped up. I was just <laughs> totally. She's amazing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> Aretha Franklin will get you going for sure. I will, oh. <laughs> I will agree to that. I will agree to that. That's most definitely. That that's kind of like where I think that's where my genre is at. It's like the uptown funk, the you know the uh, oldies like Temptations, the oh, yeah. uh, what's what's one of my other favorites? Uh, oh, who who sings the Earth, Wind, and Fire? Like like that type of stuff. If I really want to get going, if I really want to get you know get get going, get moving, that's that's some good stuff. Right there. I think that's something to say too is that like a lot of people ask me what genres do you like, what artists, and it's like I like any good songs so it's not necessarily in a genre like give me anything if it's a good song it's a good song and i'll be grooving to it yep i agree with that i like that i like that because i I think that people people get so stuck on one one type of song one type of music and to kind of have a a nice buffet of this nice music that makes you feel good and makes you move that that's that's always a great option to have is just to to like everything Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. I mean, we we've had Drake and Bieber come to the states, so now we just need Alyssa to come to the states. And interview. <laughs> uh, awesome. yeah, maybe who knows when uh, we'll be able to do that. Again. Yeah, yeah so. it might be a while. It might be a little bit. <laughs> no, we get- <laughs> It might be a little bit before we get, you know, I, I think kind of hear the same thing, you know, concerts, things of that nature. I don't know if that's going to be happening really anytime soon because yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? it's just not the same right now. Yeah, I would love to come like play in the States and, you know, do some shows down there one day. But I mean, yeah, who knows? Who knows, yeah, who knows right now? That'd be nice, though. But when you do, you're going to have to tag us in something. Let us know that you're in the States and we can figure <laughs> out. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool to go see you show. <laughs> Yeah, flights are cheap. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so before before we end this, uh, for because we have listeners that are musicians, songwriters, like people that are trying to just kind of kind of get more, I guess not well known, but just more. Uh, can't even think of the word. Uh, just more noticed. So what, what would be some advice for them? Like if they're kind of like, if they have like two or three views yeah. or like they don't have a lot of followers, what's some advice for them that just to keep persevering and going through that adversity while they're not having that following yet? Yeah. So, okay. My advice would be for musicians, number one, um, just work on the songs. The songs is like the most important thing because it's like who you are uh so keep writing and like just finesse that craft and just figure out who you are as a musician because good songs people always will love and that's just like kind of the baseline for any musician um but then beyond that in terms of growing um i think actually my number one advice is don't give up so many people get to a certain point they get frustrated and they give up and who knows what would have happened next. And I think just waiting it out, because I've had lots of frustrations and lots of waiting. And um, it's taken me a while to, you know, get to a a place where I have a a really solid team and, um, you know, solid followers and, you know, all of that stuff and having all the pieces come together. And 
I still have a lot of work to do. So I think that that's just the main thing is not giving up and just keep, keep at it. Cause it does get frustrating and it does get, um, hard, but it's worth it in the end if you love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's actually another thing is just make sure you love it. Make sure it's fun. Cause if it's not fun, then yeah, that's never going to be good. And you're not going to want to do it. Um, exactly. yeah, you're not going to want to do it if it's not fun. So exactly. Those are some things, but strategically wise, like keep posting online and keep, uh, just finding good covers that you can do if you're doing that angle or keep releasing original music. Um, and just get out there because if you do get out there and you're playing, I mean, obviously right now we can't play live, but so there's other avenues to explore and there's a lot of opportunity there for figuring out what's going to be the next way to kind of get to people. Mm-hmm. But uh, if when things are normal, it's just getting out there, getting into the community and uh, starting to just get noticed by people because then there'll be people helping you, introducing you to other people. You'll get into rooms that you wouldn't have before. So, yep. yeah, I think um, those are the main things. But just, yeah, I think we just keep working on it because mm-hmm. it does get hard, but just don't give up on it because it'll be worth it if you love it. Exactly. Don't give up. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on our show, Alyssa. It was great to talk with you and meet with you and learn more about you. Yeah. Thank you. It was really nice to meet you guys. I really appreciate you reaching out and uh, having me on the show. No problem. Yeah, hopefully, maybe we'll be able to have you on again when uh, maybe some of this is over and we get to hear a little bit of the, a little bit of now that you're back out in the world, how the, how that's going. Yeah, totally. That's great. That would be great. Awesome. Well, thanks awesome. for coming on. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have thank a great you. one. You too. Bye. 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 Bye.